Welcome back to another episode of Standout Sella with yours truly, Kate Sonterre. Happy Thursday. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode today with a very special guest who I connected with over social media and in the online space. She really is truly a gem. She is a mom to a toddler and a 10-week-old baby and has made a stake in the industry, creating an impact through helping women become confident in their communication, bringing her passion and expertise to the world of business coaching. She has over 10 years experience in communications and marketing and has a pretty relatable story for anyone who has felt small or lacked confidence speaking up for themselves in work or business settings. And she is passionate AF about helping female CEOs, building their confidence and authority by empowering their own voice to speak their truth, create more impact and increase their income to what they truly desire. This conversation was so much fun, you guys. It was so great to meet her. And I know you're going to love hearing from her too. I highly recommend that you connect with Elisa on Instagram. I left her details in the show notes for you. And of course, please do not forget if you haven't already, take a few minutes to leave the podcast review on Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating. You sharing what you loved about this podcast and letting your friends know about it is what allows it to keep growing and allows me to keep bringing on such amazing guests too. And because of all your love and sharing how much this podcast impacts your life and your business, I massively thank you for that. And I know Know that others do too. I love you so, so, so much. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Elisa. All right. Hi, Elisa. How's it going? Good. How are you? Amazing. So Elisa is my special guest today, and I'm super excited to chat with you. We kind of connected organically. Like, I don't even really know how we connected. Do you know yeah. how you found me? <laughs> I do actually. Yeah. Through Jocelyn. So I think I saw her repost some of your content and I was like, who's this? And I checked out your profile and I was really inspired by your story about being a mom and starting your online business and your coaching business and scaling it to, I think it was six figures in less than a year. And I was at the start of my coaching business and particularly looking to get into more of the digital programs. And so when I saw your profile in your work, I was like, she's going to be uh, someone good to connect with and follow and learn from. So that's how I started following you. Yeah, I figured that's how it was. I know there's a couple, we have like a couple mutual connections. So I was like, and obviously we live in the same city, which is very yes. random also. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. Alisa is a certified communication coach, a sales and marketing specialist, and obviously a CEO mama, mm-hmm. mom of two, and so much more than that, I know for sure. And so let's just dive right in and like get to know you. So we all have a story. We all have a background, how we kind of got here. So I'm sure my audience would love to first and foremost hear that. So how did you get here? Like share a little bit about your journey and how you got into public speaking and communication and all those things. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of funny how full circle life comes almost when you look back and you're, you see how things started and where you kind of end up. But when I was a kid, I loved public speaking. I was a competitive public speaker. I was that kid, yes. (laughs) And I was really fascinated by motivational speaking as like a career, but we didn't know much about it in terms of like a career option as a kid in the 90s. Like it was certainly not as prevalent as we see it now with the world of social media and coaching and and totally leaders that are out there. Right. But I was really fascinated in that as a kid. And so I used to public speak a lot when I was, when I was younger and I was 
always doing talks around self-confidence. You know, my topics would be things like be you and be proud of it. Like that was always what I was doing talks on when I was a kid. Fast forward, I, you know, went through high school and then went to university and you're kind of get caught up in the education system where it's like get an education, get a job, that whole thing. And again, social media was like just just starting when I was starting university. So I never thought about doing something like this as a career. But I got into the world of communications in my career career working in government and in corporate roles. And I've done communications and marketing and sales throughout, you know, my entire career. But probably about six or seven years ago, I kind of hit a point where I was like, I need to go out on my own. The employer dynamic didn't work for me. I was not someone that could just do a nine to five and call it a day. It just didn't fit my personality. So I went on my own and continued what I was doing, but consulting. So it was communications and content marketing and stakeholder engagement, that type of work. And so I was consulting in that. And then I moved into the world of sponsorship marketing. And that's where I I really built my sales career. I was working with organizations that had like properties or sports teams or things like that, that went out and looked for sponsors. So it was a lot of sales. It was a lot of trying to get sponsors to give big dollars to these organizations. And it's a very sales heavy role. So I was doing that. And then I hit a point right after my daughter was born two years ago, where I was really burnt out. The lifestyle of being in that heavy sales position where you've got to jump when a prospect says jump was not conducive to the lifestyle of being a new mom, right? And especially being a mom that wanted to be able to be at home with my kids and run my business, it wasn't a lifestyle that was going to allow for that. And I found myself getting really, really burnt out really quickly. And I had this moment where I was like, you know what, if I'm going to try to build both things here, like build this business and build this family at the same time, I damn well better be doing something that I love. I've got to be waking up and doing the thing that I love, right? Because if I'm taking Mm -hmm. that time away from like my baby girl at the time or my baby boy now, like I better be doing something that I am lit up about when I get out of bed. And it wasn't that sponsorship marketing wasn't that. So I uh, met with a business coach. She's still my business coach today and kind of just got to work to figure out how do I make this role as a communication coach come into reality? And the reason that I chose communication coaching specifically is because I think for most of us, when we go out and start our business, our mess is our message, right? And so for me, when I was in my career, like when I was in my corporate and government roles, I really struggled with communicating effectively and confidently. I really struggled with not knowing what to say, not knowing how to say it, not trusting that what I had to say was valuable, not thinking that any of the other quote unquote experts around the table had cared about what I had to say. And so I didn't speak up most of the time. I didn't let myself be involved in the work that I was doing, the projects that I was doing, didn't let myself be a valuable member of the team. And my career suffered from it because it was hard for me to be able to move where I wanted to move when I was in those roles at that time. And my self-confidence struggled because every time I left the boardroom, I was like, God, Elisa, like, you know, again, you didn't raise your hand again. They tried to call on you and you stuttered and you this and you that and you said, so my self-confidence really uh, took a hit. And it was frustrating for me because as I was saying, when I was a kid, I was such a confident speaker. And so I was like, where did this go wrong? Right? What happened here? And so I found that for me, it was particularly around when I was in the workplace specifically, there was something that I was doubting about myself and my abilities when I was in the workplace specifically. And I 
had to start putting a process in place to get past this once I got into my sales business because I was communicating all day. I was having to pick up the phone, make those sales calls, cold call even. I was sitting in sales meetings and having to really effectively, really persuasively, you know, talk with prospects and talk with clients and I needed to get past this. So I put a process in place for myself. I figured out what I needed. I was like, I need to get my mind right around this. I need to get out of my own way. I need to figure out what it is that I have to say every time I go into a call. And I need to figure out how I'm going to say it in a way that presents confidence. And it took me, I'd say a good five years to really practice, 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 and get to a point where I felt really comfortable going into sales calls and sales meetings. And I really started to trust myself in terms of what I had to say. And that what I had to say mattered, had value. But when I got to this point where I was like, you know, I want to be coaching. I want to be working with other women and and inspiring other women and motivating other women and empowering other women. I was like, it has to be in this space because A, this is where a lot of my expertise lies, but also this is where my story is, right? And this is what I've learned to overcome. So I really wanted to be able to share that with other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, that's crazy. We have so much in common. (laughs) I'm like listening to your story. I'm like, hey, you know what? That's kind of like me working in the workplace and always like doubting what I had to say. But I was like that in school as well. Never raised my hand, never spoke up, always just like stayed quiet, doubted everything I always had to say. And the thing about the confidence that I have created, it actually came from sales. So it really came full circle for me when I got into sales when I was in like my early 20s, I was in commission sales job. And I was like as shy as a mouse back then. But it really pulled me out of my shell to be like in a room with a bunch of men to be able to stand out and be like, actually, you know, I'm over here, you should buy from me kind of thing. So and then in the workplace as well, it, it took a long time to really be honestly, I never really started speaking up until I started being like commended for doing a good job, then I'd be like, oh, but even then I had a lot of lack of confidence around that too. So I I love that. I love that, you know, where that came full circle for you Mm -hmm. and how you kind of got back into like your childhood kind of mojo almost. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a huge conversation to be had. And I think what you do is amazing because there's so many women in the space who want to do big, bold things, but they're terrified. They're terrified to speak up. And I talk a lot about this inside my programs where we talk about content and speaking from your heart and saying what you want to say and like standing true to your own values and not trying to water yourself down because you're trying to impress everybody or whatever. It's huge. There's so many people who are just like keeping themselves small and not putting themselves out there and saying what they want to say confidently because they're Mm -hmm. terrified. So let's talk about public speaking. This is something for sure that I know so many people are terrified to do. I've only ever, I mean, I do it online. I've only ever stood up in front of a crowd a few times to actually speak confidently. And I was terrified every single time. But I know I'm not the only one. So even in the online space, I remember when I first got started putting myself out there, putting myself on camera was actually quite terrifying. Mm-hmm. And never mind getting out there to actually speak openly on a stage or whatever that looks like. But what are some ways that you work with your clients or you help people with to move past that to be able to be like, hey, you can put yourself out there if you want to achieve these goals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so first, I just want to acknowledge when you say like, it's something that you felt nerves around and it's something that so many people do. It's something like 85% of people struggle with speaking anxiety. 
and particularly speaking, public speaking and speaking in front of others. When I say public speaking, it's it's getting up and giving a, a talk, you know, to a large audience, but it's also one-on-one in a meeting or in a small group setting. If you're in a meeting, giving a presentation or at a networking event, anytime that we're putting ourselves out there, as you said, even online, on camera, on social media, we're putting ourselves out there. We are risking being judged by others. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that is probably the number one thing that causes that speaking anxiety is the fear of judgment of others. And it makes a lot of sense, right? Like even when we think about, you know, evolutionarily, when we think about it, we're social creatures and we need that social bond and we need that social acceptance we always have for our survival, right? So being in a position where we're at now, even though it's not life or death, we're in a position where we're at now where we're willingly putting ourselves out on public display and potentially not being accepted is really, really hard for us to do, right? It's perfectly normal. And it's something that can be overcome, right? So the biggest thing that I work with, because my clients, they all experience some form of speaking anxiety. So again, depending on the context, some, it might be public speaking on stage. They might be having to give a talk and they can't get past those nerves. It might be online. Speaking on camera is a big thing. A lot of people have a hard time speaking on camera uh, or in a podcast setting like this. It might be in those one-on-one meetings, in those client meetings, on those sales calls, whatever that is. Where the struggle really comes from, I see, is around that lack of confidence and putting themselves out there in any capacity. And it's as if they don't trust themselves to communicate confidently or effectively because they don't know what to say, they don't know how to say it, or they feel that what they have to say is not valuable. And so they're concerned that uh, other people might be judging them. And so it's easier to not say anything at all than to risk being judged, right? But what happens is when it comes time to communicate in your business, because we're doing it all day, every day, whether we realize it or not, they tend to come across scattered or nervous or awkward, or they you know, shrink themselves in terms of their body language. They don't want to take up too much space. And what they're doing is they're softening the impact of what they have to say because they're doubting themselves. And so they're getting others to doubt them as well. What I do when I'm working with my clients is there's three pillars essentially that we work through. We work first of all on mindset. So we work together to identify where is that self-doubt coming from? What are some of those limiting beliefs that are holding them back? But also when those nerves do come up, you can do all the mindset work and you can still get up on stage and those nerves are still going to come up and that's perfectly normal and that's perfectly okay. So what tools can we use to help manage those nerves when they come up, right? So we work on things like mindset. The second pillar is our message. And this is a really underrated one. But when we know what we want to say, we have so much more confidence in saying it versus if we're just winging it, especially when we're getting started out, talking about our our expertise or talking about our craft or our business or whatever that is, especially when we're starting out, we don't have the practice of talking about it. And so we can get a little rambly, we can get a little long-winded, we can talk in circles. So we really work on clarifying that message and making it nice and concise. So it's easy for you to remember. It's easy for you to relate to others, essentially, in a confident way. Uh, And then the third pillar is method of delivery. So that's where we look at vocal qualities, like the volume and the tone and different techniques that you can use to present yourself more confidently, as well as body language. Body language and the vocal qualities are a huge percentage of what makes up our communication. And so it's not just what we say, it's how we say it. We've heard that a lot of times, right? 
So it's really being able to work these three things together. So how can I get out of my head? How can I get past whatever blocks are holding me back to begin with? How can I learn to manage those nerves when they come up? How do I get super clear on what it is that I want to say? And then how do I present that in a way that really demonstrates confidence? Those are the three things that I work on with my clients. Yeah, that's so true. It's like, I love that you have those three pillars because those are things I'm like, yeah, even when I'm teaching my clients For sure. in their business to get out there and put themselves out there, those are things that we definitely touch on. and. A lot of it comes down to just practicing what you're saying and what you're delivering, right? I have clients come and they're like, well, my offer's not selling. One of the biggest things that we work on is the messaging behind the offer. And do you have conviction behind this offer? Like, are you excited AF about it? And do you know it like the back of your hand? Because if you don't, then it's not going to sell, right? Mm -hmm. Everything in front of you is there. You just have to confidently talk about it and it will sell, right? So it's all very connected. I love that. It's so true. Inside my Standout Sellout Online Business Academy, one of the modules that we go through is CEO Mindset for Success. And inside that module, we really dive into fear and how fear is one of those things that holds people back from doing the things, obviously, that help them become more confident, push outside their comfort zones, do big things. And we also talk about what fear actually means as somebody who has had to personally work through a lot of fear to get to where I am and continue to. Like even getting on this podcast and doing this podcast was like really scary. It was something I actually procrastinated for a very long time because I was scared to do it and put myself out there. So I just wanted to ask you like what some tips are that you have that you can share for somebody who is thinking about maybe doing a podcast or getting in front of the camera more like what are some little steps that they can do to start taking action towards those bigger things like creating confidence to get yourself on screen, I think is one of the biggest things that people struggle with in their business in general. And even not just in business, you said like in one on one meetings, like I remember going into a meeting with my boss at my old job and just like sitting there quietly and not saying the things I wanted to say because I was terrified of losing my job or whatever, right? Like we hold back so much because we're scared of the outcome, right? So my question is, what are some tips that you have that you could share with somebody who does hold themselves back from doing a lot of the things that they know are going to help them move forward in their life, their business, their job, whatever that looks like? 100%. So one of the biggest beliefs that I have is, and I can't take credit for this, my communication coach, I got this from my communication coach, but he always says competence creates confidence. So the more that you do the thing that you need to do, the more confident you're going to become. It's the answer that nobody wants to hear, but you've got to start. You've got to start. You got to put yourself out there. You have to accept that you're going to feel awkward. That's okay. You have to accept that you're going to stumble through your words. That's okay. You have to accept that you're going to maybe shake or your heart might race or, uh, you know, you'll talk in circles for a little bit the first few times that you do it. That's okay. The more that you do it, the more confident you're going to become in it, the more you're going to feel like you're able to do that thing again, right? So definitely, definitely, you have to just start. And I think that goes for absolutely anything in life. But, you know, when we're talking about improving our communication skills or showing up on camera or showing up in that podcaster, if communication is one of those things that's holding you back, communication is a skill that we use all day, every day. We've been using it and developing it from the time that we are born. So it is so ingrained in us. And so you have to practice it. You've got to do it. 
Another thing is preparation. Preparation when it comes to communication is key. It is the absolute key because the more prepared you are, the more you're going to trust that you can manage whatever's coming up, right? Prepare your message. Write a script. If you're somebody that can work off a point form, great. If you're somebody that needs to write out word for word exactly what you're going to say, do it. And then practice it. Practice it out loud, not in your head, out loud over and over until it feels natural to you. Ideally, we don't want to be reading the script because that can really throw us off, especially if you're not comfortable speaking online or speaking on camera. It can really throw us off to be trying to follow a script. You know, next thing you know, you lose your you lose your place. Mm-hmm. And like, where was I? So practice it out loud over and over and over. Another thing that you can do, which goes hand in hand with this, is actually record yourself. When you're practicing it, record yourself and play it back to yourself and figure out, okay, where do I sound confident? Where do I sound like I have that belief that I have that conviction? And where do I not? And how can I tweak that, right? Those would be my tips. And I actually have like a completely free template as well. It's called my clear, concise message model. And it's all about how do I take what I want to say and put it into super clear, concise format. So it's really helpful when you're trying to take big ideas and and bring it down into that bite-sized piece of information for being on camera. Even for myself, even with my podcast episodes, I usually have some sort of a script. I try not to keep it super scripted, but I'm a very like point form. I write it all out first, then I break it up because I cannot be put on the spot. That's another thing is like, I personally struggle with that is being put on the spot for something. I immediately am like anxious, start fumbling my words. So I know for sure for me, it's like, practicing it over and over again. I actually was a keynote speaker at an event once a few years ago. I cannot tell you how many times I practiced that speech or like that keynote. I knew it like the back of my hand by the time I showed up. I mean, I was still terrified. (laughs) But I like to make awkward jokes sometimes when I'm nervous. And but I did a really good job. But yeah, I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and it it went really well. So it was the first time and Oh, I've only ever spoken on stage like that before. So I was just thinking as you were talking about that, I was just thinking another thing, if I can add another tip to give to your listeners as well, is to place more emphasis on your body language. Because there's research out there that shows when we hold ourselves in confident body language, we can actually build that confidence internally. So a couple things that your listeners can do is think about your posture, keep that posture really straight, put your shoulders back and like down your back, lift your chin a little bit, smile when you're talking, it actually makes a really big difference. You know, little things like that, keep both feet on the ground, keep yourself grounded, because even if you're not on camera, right, holding yourself in that more confident body language, using your hands, making big hand gestures, taking up space is going to allow you to feel more confident when you're actually trying to trying to project confidence. I'm a very big hand talker. It's I'm always like, what do I do with my hands? So you know, what's interesting though, when you're moving your hands, you're actually like moving that energy around that nervous energy. Mm-hmm. Because when we're standing here like this, we tend to kind of freeze, right? And that nervous energy just kind of gets pent up. But when we start moving our hands, it's giving a place for that, that nervous energy to sort of be released, right? So it's actually super helpful if you are feeling nervous. That's like really good to know. I actually didn't know that, but I do use my talk with my hands a lot. So something that actually I notice a lot in my business with a lot of my clients or people in my audience is they're afraid to sell. Mm -hmm. They think they're not good at it. They don't know how. And I know that 
Like it's something, like I said, I've done it for almost, I think I've been in sales ish type roles for like 14 years. And like we said earlier, it comes down to a lot of practice and like knowing and understanding what you're selling and like the conviction behind it and confidence in yourself and in your offers. But as somebody who's brand new to something like that, like brand new to the sales world or brand new to like their business, has trouble putting themselves out there, what is some advice that you could give them? I mean, you gave your three tips and you you gave some other really good strategies, but is there anything else like for somebody who's just really brand new, they're like, okay, this is brand new to me. I'm like afraid to put myself out there and sell my offers because like, I'm afraid of being judged. I'm afraid of like, do you have anything that you want to share on that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think in my experience with sales and, you know, you can tell me your thoughts on this because you're a sales expert as well. Number one, sales is a mental game. It's a mental game, 100%. If you are going to be selling, you've got to get your head right around selling. You have to be okay with the fact that you are selling. And a really big part of that is releasing this idea that selling is bad or this idea that selling is cringy, quote unquote, or you know, used car salesy, because it's really not. And it, you know, it can be, but that doesn't mean that that's the energy that you are bringing to your sales process. Right. And so I think that that is something that we really got to wrap our head around is that sales is not bad. And if you have something that you can help somebody else with, it's a beautiful thing to be putting it out there to offer it to them. If you're not pushing it on them, right? You don't want to, we don't want to be pushy in sales, but you want to let them know. And you, I think having that energy behind it of, I have this thing that is valuable, that can help you, that can support you in wherever, whatever your journey is. And it's here and it's available for you if you feel aligned to it, if you feel called to it, right? And having that more service forward and relaxed energy around sales is going to make selling feel better, first of all. But that's going to come through to the prospect as well, right? Because you're not mm-hmm. coming at it with this like, I need money right now, so buy my thing. <laughs> like When you're coming at it from that energy, they'll feel it, right? So I think first and foremost, it's a mental game. Another thing that I learned is that it's a numbers game. And I don't care what anybody says, sales is a numbers game. And so in the world of, you know, creating and selling offers, it's not quite the same as, you know, being in sales where you're making cold calls and all of that. But how are you inviting more people into your world? Because the more people that are in your world, the more people that are in your community, in your circle that are learning about your offers, the higher the chance you have of closing some of those sales. That's just, you know, it's numbers. That's the more people that you put it in front of, the the higher the chances of somebody buying it, right? So the, the thing that I find about the numbers as well is that when you have an influx of people that are that have their eyes on your content, that have their eyes on your offers. You're not feeling that like desperation that I need to close this one because that's the only one that I have, right? So you want to really focus on how do I bring more people into my world? How do I get more eyes on my content, more eyes on my offers so that you have more people to potentially buy from you and you're not feeling that scarcity. Exactly. And then another thing, I guess, or the third thing I would say, uh, again, is the the communication piece. It's all in how are you communicating it? Knowing your message, you know, you've talked about this already, but knowing your message, having that conviction and that belief in what you are offering and what you have to give and being crystal, crystal clear on what your messaging is and what your offer is all about and why is this going to help them, right? Knowing that is, it's just going to make 
talking about it so much easier and you need to be talking about it in order to be selling it. So that's what I would yeah. say. I hope that helps. Yeah. And I think just like, like I tell my clients all the time, the more you talk about it, the more confident you're going to get talking about it. The more you have fun talking about it, the more fun you're going to have talking about it because exactly. you're just going to keep learning and you're going to get better and better at it. I love that perspective and, and those tips. So this is an off topic kind of question, but you're a new mom again. You're yes. already a mom, but now you have a new baby. And I know there are a lot of moms in my audience, busy moms and building a business with a baby can be challenging, but very rewarding. But I know that my audience would love to kind of hear a little bit about that. Like, how has the transition been? Because this is something that a lot of them are working through too and managing. Like, how has adapting back into your business been with new baby? And did you allow yourself to take time off? Like, what did that look like? Yeah, I I love this question. Thanks for asking because you're right. There are so many moms who are trying to figure it out. And it's hard. It's hard. You know what it's like. You're a mom that's building a business as well. And so being able to have that support and, and hear, you know, how other moms, what are other moms doing, right, is really helpful. So I appreciate you asking that. It's been going well. So my baby boy is 10 weeks old. So just over two months, two and a half months. And honestly, he, I keep saying to people, he's the easy part. <laughs> my, to my toddler is two. And my goodness, oh, yeah. we've hit the terrible twos as they call them. She's wonderful. But you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, challenges for her as she adapts to not being the only baby anymore and all of that, right? So it's been good. I think the thing is I did give myself some time off this time. So when I gave birth to my daughter, that's when I was in my sponsorship business and I didn't give myself any time off. I think I gave myself three weeks and then I was back into like heavy sales. And I said to myself, I'm not doing that this time. When I found out that I was pregnant with Connor, I said that I had already started the communication coaching business, but I was still doing, I still had some sponsorship clients. And I said, no, sponsorship's out by the time he's born. We're not doing sponsorship anymore because I didn't want to put myself in that position again. It was just too grueling. So this time I gave myself just over two months. So I've just kind of been just back at it recently. And I think the biggest thing is giving yourself a lot of grace, a lot of grace, because especially if you are a driven person and, you know, an ambitious woman, which I'm I'm guessing all, you know, everybody that's here listening to this is right. You want to be able to get things done. You want to move business forward. You want to, you know, start that podcast. You want to start that new project. And it's not going to look the same way that it did when you didn't have a baby to rely on you or you weren't balancing or managing. Maybe you already had kids that you're now managing, trying to start a business as well. It's not going to look the way that you think it's going to look, right? There needs to be flexibility and you have to allow yourself that grace and allow yourself that flexibility. One of the things that I try to do for myself is rather than saying, okay, here's what I have to get done every single day, because it's not reasonable and it's not realistic to say I'm going to get everything done every single day. Is I set goals for the week and I say, okay, here's the one thing that I would really like to get done this week. Maybe, you know, one or two backup things if I'm having a stellar week, right? And everything's going peachy. But here's the one thing that I'd really like to get done this week. And then I allow myself the time to get that done because I know that I can sit down at 9 a.m. and think, okay, he's going to sleep for two hours and he wakes up 20 minutes later (laughs) and there goes nap time. So we can't be relying on that really strict schedule and that really strict goal setting. So just giving yourself more flexibility, giving yourself lots of grace, prioritizing your rest. I'm guilty of not doing this. (laughs) So do as I say, not as I do. But I think 
giving yourself some rest because if you're not rested, you're not going to be operating from the place that you want to be operating, right? And so you have to really listen to your body. You have to really understand what's your energy level at. You want to make sure that you're putting that optimal energy into your work because it will show and your audience will feel it. Your clients will feel it. You know, your team, your staff members, whatever your business looks like, other people are going to feel it. So it's a balancing act, right? And there's definitely uh, no perfect way to do it. But those are some of the things that I'm I'm trying to work with myself. Yeah, that's so true. And like, such great advice. And we all just need to give ourselves a little bit more grace. Even if you don't have a new baby, like having kids at home is very challenging while you're trying to build a business sometimes. So I think that's so important to remember. I went back to work six weeks after my son was born and it was very challenging, but you know, we just did the best we could. And the rest, yes, definitely rest. That's something I'm really bad at reminding myself to do too. So when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I hear you. But it's something that I prioritize massively now because I know how much it affects like me and my mood and my children and my business all as a whole. So that's great advice. Well, at the end of every episode, I ask my guests to leave my audience with one piece of advice when it comes to starting, building and growing a business, whatever that looks like on your end. If you could leave them with one piece of advice around growth, action, leadership, confidence. What's one thing that you would love to leave them with today? This has a bit of a, of course, a bit of a communication spin to it because that's my world that I'm in. But one of the things that I absolutely believe is that, you know, our communication, the way that we communicate. So whether it is verbally, what we're saying, how we're saying it, our body language, what we wear, everything is sending a message. Everything is communication, right? And when we communicate, that's how we're presenting ourselves to the world around us. And it's the very thing that allows people to form an opinion about us, to have a perception about us. So we have the ability to influence how other people perceive us based on how we present ourselves to others. And generally speaking, people are going to accept whatever you project. I find this very empowering because you have the ability to project confidence if you want to be seen as confident in your business. If you want to be seen as an authority in your business, you have the ability to project that authority based on how you present yourself. And I want to you know, leave that with your listeners because when we're building a business, when we're building our self-confidence, it's all internal. It's all on us. And we have the ability to create whatever it is that we want to create based on how we choose to show up and how we choose to present ourselves to the world around us, to our clients, to our audience, to even ourselves, right? So that would be my piece of advice. I love that. And sometimes it comes down to like, even what you're wearing, right? When you're presenting yourself. So I know a lot of clients I have, they're like, well, you know, I'm at home, I'm a mom, I wear sweatpants and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, and that's totally fine. But when you're getting on camera and you're speaking and like, you know, you're doing a training, like put that blazer on, put something on that makes you feel really fabulous because it will like come through you. Like you will feel more confident just because you're wearing it. I know sometimes we get caught up in like, oh, well, I'm at home. Like I can just like wear whatever I want. I want to be comfy. And yeah, I get that. I'm the same way. I'm a mom of three. I'm not dressing up all the time. But when I'm putting myself out there, getting on camera, like, yeah, I'm curling my hair and I'm like making myself look good because it makes me feel better, right? It makes me feel more confident than that mom bun hanging off the side of my head, like greasy hair style, right? You put yourself out there in the way, like you show up confidently, you'll feel more confident when you're doing it. I love that. So thank you for sharing that. That was such a great piece of advice. So amazing. 
I'm I'm so excited to release this episode. We've been talking about doing this for a while and finally we were able to coordinate. So if you want to connect with Elisa on social media, I will drop her Instagram in the show notes and she has some free goodies that you can grab as well. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. And I hope that, you know, there's something valuable in here for your listeners and for your audience. Absolutely.